The presidential candidates aren't on the ballot, but the June Democratic primaries are on in Westchester, and with them come changes in the way we can vote. Jarrett Berg, an attorney and co-founder of Vote Early NY, discusses early voting and how to vote by mail. Jarrett Berg joins us by phone now. Hi, Jarrett. Thank you so much for talking to me today. Hey, Shannon. How are you? Great to be with you. Now, the first thing I want to make clear is that there are primary elections in June here in Westchester. The presidential, as we all know, is canceled. But in Westchester, again, there are congressional and countywide races. A lot of people are confused about this. And now there are expanded ways to vote as well in these Democratic primaries. So we have a lot of information to get through. Let's break it down a little bit. First of all, Jarrett, absentee or voting by mail, absentee voting is now open to everyone. Can you explain to me how that works? Absolutely. So uh, this is a moving target in the sense that we've seen a a ton of election-related changes uh, in the past year, but of course during the state of emergency as well. Uh, So um, the first thing worth mentioning is, yes, there are still uh, state and federal primaries uh, taking place all over the state on June 23rd. Uh, Those have been scheduled, and actually they have not changed uh, uh, at all. Uh, but any events from April had then been merged into June, uh, and several of those have been canceled, uh, special elections and the presidential primary. But as you mentioned, there still is uh, federal uh, congressional uh, primaries going on and state legislative uh, contests uh, happening as well in June. Uh, so an executive order, the governor uh, expanded the definition of temporary illness, which would allow anybody uh, who wants to vote absentee to request a mail ballot. Uh, And then we broke down further barriers to doing that. Um, As you know, New York is one of a few states that still requires an excuse uh, to vote absentee. Uh, But what we did was work with the governor's office uh, to put forth a a very simple uh, rationale, which I think is pretty straightforward and non-controversial. Once people uh, accept that COVID isn't this, that is spreading uh, in the community with the risk of further spread and contraction, uh, then the basis that already exists in our law to allow people to vote absentee uh, due to the illness should apply there. We literally shut down uh, so much of our work is on pause. So as we put up these barriers uh, by requiring people to stay home, we're just saying let's make sure civil rights uh, comes along for that ride. Uh, to reduce barriers to uh, participation. So uh, that's exactly what the governor did. Um, And then he went further and said that all voters uh, who are eligible for June, and remember, we still have closed primaries, so uh, you could have to be enrolled in a party, or if you're a new voter, you can still register and enroll in a party now. Uh, But every eligible voter for June will be mailed a request form uh, for an absentee ballot. It will come with a postage paid return, so you don't need to go find a stamp, you can drop that in the mail. In addition, we created an online option, uh, and every Board of Elections, including Westchester, must accept uh, one of these request forms electronically. But I think the key for Yorkers who are not used to voting, uh, you must, if you'd like to vote by mail, uh, and if you're, uh, if you're not gonna vote by mail, you can still vote early during nine days uh, running up to 
uh, election day with 23rd. So basically, and people even get confused about this, that when we talk about voting by mail, we're talking about absentee voting. So, you know, I think more people are familiar with or understand kind of what voting by mail means. But that's what we're saying is that when you vote absentee, you have to apply for a ballot. And that, and because it's a multi-step process, I think that's also where people might get a little bit confused too. But to reiterate what you said, the governor, because of the executive order, everybody is going to get in the mail um, an application, an absentee ballot application. They fill it out. They, they say temporary disability, correct? Uh, you would check the box that says uh, temporary illness, which is one of the listed reasons for why you can vote absentee. Uh, we're working with counties to try and make that information more available to the public. There's a lot of moving parts. Right. Uh, frankly, early voting is relatively new for a lot of people. Yes, so you can vote by mail, uh, you can do the absentee, you can send in your ballot application, and then, but again, that's the first part of that process, and then you will get the ballot in the mail, and then you will mark who you want to vote for, and then you send it back in. But as you said, early voting, so this is actually going to be the second round of early voting. Uh, the first, right, election we had was the last election where people voted early, so what do you expect is going to happen uh, in June. Uh, so if nothing else changes, and you know we're all uh, watching the governor's daily briefings and taking the data and the information as we get it, if nothing else changes, there'll be nine days of early voting in ever at least 60 hours early voting Saturday, June 13th, and as Sunday, June 20th, uh, and then election day is Tuesday, June 23rd. Of course, you can only vote once, uh, and we are strongly encouraging people to vote absentee uh, or to vote early uh, so that election day is as, le as less dense of an and possible. We want to reduce the amount of people that are rushing to a poll site to vote on election day. Uh, and so these two options are, are really uh, great access options. Um, the absentee process is still a little clunky. Believe it or not, it was far worse uh, because there was that initial step. And uh, so we've We've done what we can within the law uh, to break down these barriers, and uh, we're still hoping that uh, the legislature will return in time to smooth that corruption. So we'll get to the legislative proposed legislative fixes and just say all oh. of this is being done with an eye on the fall uh, because we don't know what the time frame here is like. But right. all of these measures are currently in place for June. Gotcha. So um, we're going to talk about the legislative fixes in a minute, but I just want to go back to the early voting. Westchester actually had really successful early voting. What were we, third in the state in, in terms of uh, participation, I think it was, second or third? Do you remember? Um, so Westchester had uh, one of the, the larger plans in terms of sites. Um, they, uh, they had assigned sites last year, and I haven't heard yet whether officially they changed that for June, uh, but we do anticipate that they'll have uh, a pretty broad plan again, uh, and with a little luck, they'll allow every voter to vote at every site. There was a lot of confusion over that in Westchester last year. Right. Um, so that was my next so we're, question. We're watching that. Great. So that was my next question. When do we get information out of Westchester about where you can go vote early if you want to actually do it in person? So the, the answer is we're still waiting, and hopefully it's pretty expansive. Right. Uh, 
Um, and so, uh, look, these counties, are they've been grappling with a lot. We know that Westchester was the first uh, hot spot uh, for this whole thing. So um, I think uh, the rules are getting finalized now. Uh, for any election event, the counties have um, until 45 days before the election to finalize and put out their plan. So uh, we do expect to see that in Westchester in the coming days. Uh, but, you know, in normal times, uh, some of these counties are a little late to getting their information out. Um, I think this has rattled a lot of people. A lot of these county offices are operating on uh, very reduced hours. So uh, there are concerns about figuring out the staffing, um, but uh, we, we know that it's important to lean into something like early voting uh, to reduce the amount of people that have to vote on Election Day. Right. So now, Jared, let's talk a little bit about um, and again, everybody can vote on June 23rd. Let's not uh, let's not yeah leave that out that we really want people to vote early, uh, vote absentee, vote, which is voting by mail uh, or do early voting. But again, you can head to the polls on 23rd, which is the actual election day. Now, the, the governor, what the governor has outlined in these executive orders is uh, one one part of this equation. What legislative fixes? We're going to get a little bit in the in the um, in the nitty gritty here. What legislative fixes are you working on uh, to try and expand voting? What do we need to do? So uh, you know, there's been a ton of um, there's been a ton of changes that were made last year, and then there's still a broader list of things that voting rights advocates were hoping would happen uh, and have been supporting for quite a while. Uh, certain things that were supposed to happen this year haven't given the nature of what we're dealing with. Things like automatic registration still are not enacted. Uh, online registration was enacted last year. It takes effect next year. Um, and these are things that would help us out a lot were they in effect right now. Uh, so um, people who want to vote absentee, uh, the easiest way if you have uh, access to a smartphone and the Internet um, is to go on your Board of Elections website download the uh, form uh, for an absentee ballot, fill it out, and email it in. Uh, that is sort of uh, the, the, the low barrier to access if you um, are on the digital side of the digital divide. If not, then the snail mail option might be the next best option. We mentioned that will be mail. Uh, so one thing we're trying to do uh, is to get the state board possibly pushed by the legislature or the governor to require every county board to put basic information about people's rights during COVID on the top of their website and actually to create an online form. For campaigns and civic groups and community groups, uh, there are three counties that have put uh, in place an online form, a quick and easy form uh, that people can use to request their absentee ballot. It's eliminated the need to do the mail. Uh, and that is sort of the ideal option. We're hoping the state board uh, would mandate the counties to put just basic information about people's rights uh, in light of COVID, what their absentee voting rights are, and then a button that allows them to submit uh, their request online in a very quick, clean uh, fashion, as three uh, localities have already done. Uh, and um, from a mobilization standpoint, it would be so much easier uh, groups like Indivisible uh, and campaigns and community-based groups were able to text or email their members with a one-button, simple link, click here, request your ballot. Uh, so that's the first change we're trying to institute statewide. Uh, it's just not ideal to have such a dramatic disparity um, where you have some counties saying, click here, take 30 seconds to request your ballot, and others are requiring you to download, print, complete, sign, scan, 
just a ridiculous multi-step process. You know we lose people along the way. Uh, so that's one change, just to make it easier on the request side. Uh, and for folks that don't have digital access, the snail mail option might become uh, your, your better option, which is why we wanted to make sure uh, that the governor was providing, that the boards were providing people uh, with these forms. Um, so the second thing is uh, changing the deadlines uh, and making sure that there's postage paid for the ballot uh, that go back. Right now, you need to mail your ballot back the day before Election Day, the latest. You can certainly do it before then, and we encourage people to get their request in now. Uh, people who request now for an absentee ballot will receive those in mid-May. They will probably be processed in the order they're received. Uh, so you can wait uh, to make your request, but the more you wait, especially because we're all dealing with the mail, uh, the, the more risk there is that things get lost uh, and people miss deadlines. So we want to roll that deadline back. We think it makes a lot of sense that Election Day would be the postmark deadline. Right now, uh, it is the day before Election Day, and that's something we're going to need to remind people of as we get closer. Uh, so that's sort of uh, two of the things that we're, we're working on with Albany to see if they can do. Um, I'll mention another one or two quickly. Uh, so folks are aware that um, there, are these, uh, there are these technical knockout bases that I call right? Sometimes ballots, uh, they, they go to post-election, and if they're in paper and the contest is close, election lawyers gather around the table. They think about what voters might be supporting their opposition. They do whatever they can. We believe in a very simple principle. If you can identify that the voter is eligible to vote, and you can discern their intent, the ballot should count full stop. Uh, or at the very least, it should be presumed uh, until someone uh, can prove otherwise. Now, uh, there are all these ridiculous reasons why a ballot could be thrown out. Um, I'll give you one that I think is just sort of absurd. If you don't use saliva to seal your ballot, but you use tape, someone might challenge your ballot uh, and get it thrown out. So we think that all of these little things uh, these tricks that I call the technical knockout trick. Uh, as many of those as possible should be uh, prohibited so that we are counting as many ballots as we can. Right, because they're just more barriers to voting. So, Jared, how many people do you think will, will vote early or vote by mail this year? What's your, what's your guesstimate? So we are in uncharted territory, um, and that is part of the challenge with designing a program uh, overhauling your election system in the busiest year of the cycle, particularly during the state of emergency. Um, a lot of talk this year about vote by mail. There's five states that have been voting by mail for some time, uh, where the, the, the bulk, the vast majority of their population is voting by mail. Uh, they still maintain in-person options for certain people, disability communities, other communities that prefer or need to vote in person. But the point is that the infrastructure for such a system has never been built in New York. Uh, the numbers I see are that somewhere between 3.5% uh, of New Yorkers voted absentee in 2018, the big cycle uh, that we just completed. Uh, so to, to, to dramatically expand that and ramp that up, where we know that our registration rolls are not clean, where we know that we don't have the infrastructure in place, we're going to pile more responsibility on the post office. That concerns a lot of people. It concerns voting rights advocates because uh, we're just worried about what happens when you uh, place all that stress on the system in the highest turnout year in the cycle. Uh, this past year, a quarter million New Yorkers voted early. Um, that's a beautiful number, but it's still relatively small. Uh, I think I told you, you don't get to be one of these states that has a majority 
uh, of the population voting early in year one. Uh, we need to grow that culture of early voting. So uh, that work remains, and uh, you know, it's a good thing we have early voting in place. Uh, it certainly gives the boards a tool uh, to reduce election day density. We hope they'll lean into that instead of away from it. Do you kind of look at this as, a, as a, um, I guess, a quick run-through for November? I mean, what do we need to expect for November? That's a loaded question, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so uh, part of this is the measures that are in place now that we discussed uh, are in place during the emergency. They're in place for June. Uh, and uh, it is my belief that if the emergency is extended into the fall, these emergency orders will be extended too. Uh, but that hasn't happened yet, um, and that will require its own push. Um, we did catch a few good early breaks, and this governor has taken up voting rights hand-in-hand hand with the emergency, which I think is a great thing. Uh, typically, civil rights gets left in the dust during an emergency, and that's the greatest concern that I have, uh, is that we, we forget that it's supposed to be a free society with civil rights safeguards. Final question, Jared. Where do I find information about how the voting has changed and what the process is that I'm getting in a ballot in the mail or I can actually go and download my own ballot myself and I, I and, and the dates and the deadlines and all, all the nitty-gritty? Where, where can I find that? So glad you asked. So uh, part of what uh, we're doing with Vote Early NY is to aggregate this information. Uh, I mentioned that the board still have a few days to get their plans uh, publicly announced and finalized, uh, and there is a lot in flux. Uh, so we'll be updating uh, Vote Early NY as the county programs get announced. Um, I would direct you to your county board of elections website. Uh, in the case of Westchester, it's not, there's click-throughs that you need to do to sort of find some of this information. Uh, but if you go to VoteEarlyNY.org or follow us on Twitter, uh, we put up this top-line info of what your rights are under uh, these executive orders, uh, and as counties put out information about their operating hours for early voting uh, and that sort of thing, we'll, we'll be publicizing that as well uh, and getting these county pages updated. Um, I do want to say that uh, there is an opportunity to mobilize people earlier in the process than we ever have. Um, given that people can vote absentee, you can request an absentee ballot right now uh, or as soon as you receive that application in the mail if you don't have internet access. So. Uh, typically, you know, six, seven weeks before an election, uh, we're not able to mobilize the vast majority of the public because so few people had been eligible for absentee voting. Uh, that's all changed, and the advent of early voting uh, means we can do a lot of mobilization sooner, but it's still going to come down to us, right, the coalition and the willing to uh, tell people about their rights and get them voting. Correct. I love that. That's a perfect way to end our discussion. Thank you, Jarrett. Thank you so much for all you do for working to expand voting rights and for educating all of us. I really appreciate it. Thanks, John, and stay well. 
Thanks for listening to Indivisible Westchester, the podcast, proud member of the Demcast Network. Find us online at indivisiblewestchester.org, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe and be well.